Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Now, if I was to ask you a rhetorical question like, why do you think people are so unhappy? Why do you think people, most people are not as happy as they should be? Why don't people find joy? If you, if you even look at our social media, mass media culture, news is created based on a, a negativity, right? Because negative news sells. Why are people unhappy? Why are not people finding joy? It is because they seek satisfaction in the wrong places. They seek a good thing, happiness and joy in a, in a bad place, things that cannot satisfy our soul. And friends, we can try all sorts of different things, but until we crave and thirst for God, we will not experience joy that he gives us and we will not learn how to number our days. This is what Moses here is talking about. Now, here's what he means. He's talking about a holy ambition and what Moses is trying to say here is this. He's saying, God, I want you to satisfy me more than anything else in my life. That is going to take effort, friends, because anything that is difficult or anything that is good is going to be difficult. So I want to talk about holy ambition for a moment. It's this drive within us that says there's something deeper that I want. I want to know God more. I want to know, I want to experience him more. I want to understand his scripture more. I want to have more communion with him. I want God more. It's almost like when you're looking at an epic sunset, you can continuously look at it for a very long time. You don't get tired of it. A person who's looking at crashing waves on the shore of an ocean will never get tired of it. You will constantly thirst and crave to see that. If you guys are people who are nature people, God bless you, you go hike and do all that dusty stuff. Like when you're, when you're looking out into nature and, and the beauty of it all, you're just drowning in the beauty of God and you're standing and you're saying, wow, you're in awe, you're reveling at the beauty and majesty of God. And you even say to yourself, I can go on like this forever. I can drink in the beauty of God forever. And this is what Moses is saying. That if you want to number your days, and if you want to have a heart full of wisdom, you need to do everything possible so that your satisfaction is in God and God alone. Friends, I'm here to tell you, your career might fail you. Your bank account might fail you. Your family might potentially fail you. But God will not. And so when we're satisfied with God so much, we can handle anything else that's happening in our life. So I challenge you this week to find satisfaction in God. And friends, I can agree with you how difficult that is because the world we live in today is offering us so many different options, so many different choices. And the ironic thing about options and choices is that they're actually making us less happy than more happy. Think of it this way. In the last 50 years, there has been more technological advances in every sphere of our life than there has been in the last 2,000 years. So the way you and I do life in the last 50 years is not how people did life for thousands of years. And yet we think that we are the most advanced. 
How many of you guys have ever experienced an, a deluge of options that did not make you happy? I mean, sometimes when I go out to eat, the menu is a book, right? And it really kind of gets stressful to pick out what you want, right? First world problems. But the point is this. Options are not making us happier. So I want to challenge you this week. Find satisfaction in God. Maybe there's some things that you need to cut out of your life completely. And that's why you're not experiencing satisfaction in God. And in verse 15, Moses says this. He says, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. You know what I love about God? That he proportions the things that happen in our life. God is a very balanced God. Moses says, I know we're going to go through a tough time, but God, I want to see your favor in my life. I want that favor. And I think that every single one of us today, this morning, if we're really honest with ourselves, God is a very balanced God. He might give you a trial, maybe caused by you, maybe caused by somebody else. He might give you a tribulation. He might give you a tough season. But man, oh man, does God give you a season of favor. Amen? God does. God gives you that joy amidst affliction. God will take you through the valley, but he's going to put you at the peak. The reason why is because if you did not go through that valley, you would not know how to handle the peak. Are you guys with me? So God is very fair in what he dispenses to us. This is why Moses says, I'm frustrated. I'm with these people who are very wayward. I want to get out of the wilderness. God, please give me your favor. And does God deliver? He gives them manna. He gives them food. He gives them life. And so that's what God does. That's the great thing about God. And I believe that great trials enable us to bear great joy. Great trials enable us to bear great joy. And in verse 16, he says, Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Here's what we need to understand. You and I, if you are a born-again Christian, you are a child of God. You are part of the royal priesthood. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. God loves you. God cares for you. God adores you. And God knows you personally. Okay? Some of you are listening. You're like, I've known this for my entire life. Awesome. But it's always good to repeat it. Because our actions often don't demonstrate the reality of what we really believe. And so what you and I need to do is use the wider liberty of what we have. Imagine this. Your parents own a restaurant and you can have any type of food that you want, yet you're going and eating scraps that are falling off from a nearby restaurant. Your parents will come to you and say, I can give you filet mignon. I can give you steak. Please just come and ask. And yet we don't do that. This reminds me of an illustration that C.S. Lewis once said. It was parents who wanted to take their kids on a vacation. They bought them a cruise on the open seas. But what the kids were doing is they were playing with mud pies in the street. They were playing with mud pies in the street and the parents were like, we have this for you. Don't you want to experience that? And they're like, no, we're cool with these mud pies. How often? Is it like me and you? When we understand who we are in God, that should give us courage and it should give us inspiration to withstand 
any trial that we're going through. So we need to use that wider privilege. And there's something to be said of enduring. There's an enduring level that we need to go through. And so in verse 17, Moses says this. He says, let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Here's what he's basically saying in this. He's saying, God, I know that this is not going to be easy, but I want you to help me and I want you to empower me. Friends, we are in the business of enduring what life throws at us. However, we're not doing it with our own power. We're doing it with the power of God. It's numbering our days. And so here's what I want to end with. How does this change my life? You might be listening to this and you're like, so what? Why should I care? Why should I number my days? Why should I worry about that? Number one reason is this. Death is inevitable. Death is inevitable. It doesn't matter what socioeconomic status you are. It does not matter what your bank account is. It doesn't matter what zip code you live in. It doesn't matter what your position is. If you're in the White House, death is inevitable. If you live in another less affluent zip code, death is inevitable. It does not matter your position or status or popularity in life. Death will come. You will die. Maybe it's not as encouraging as you thought to hear on Sunday morning, but trust me, this is the best thing you can hear because it's going to teach you to number your days. Think about it this way. If you knew that you're going to die in exactly three years, how would that change your tomorrow? How would it change your outlook on your life? How would it change how you talk to people, how you speak to people, how you build relationships, what you invest your time, money, talent into? How would that change? But friends, how different is it? Moses is saying, teach us to number our days. Even Moses understands how short our life is. Moses didn't say, you know what, Lord, teach us to number our decades. Moses didn't say, teach us to number our centuries. He doesn't even say, teach us to number months. He says, teach us to number our days. So death is inevitable, regardless of who you are. Number two, your time is set. Your time is set. You can't, I've talked about this before, you can't stretch time, you can't pause it. Your time is set. Think of it this way. When the Egyptians were pursuing the Israelites, Remember the Israelites got through the Red Sea and then the Egyptians didn't, right? Remember that? The way that the Egyptians could not pass through the Red Sea because God said it that way is very similar to your life and in my life, that our time is set. My question is this, if you know your time is set, how is that going to change your tomorrow? Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.